I'm Jennifer Delacuadri, and this is the Raising Happy Teens podcast, where you learn how to successfully guide your teenager into adulthood without losing your sanity in the process. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. I wanted to start today's podcast just by talking about how amazing I think that this generation of teenagers is. And it's Generation Z, right? Gen Z. I think that this generation is going to change our world. And that's coming from someone who has two Gen Z kids of her own and talks to Gen Z teens all day, every day. And the reason why I think this is because Gen Z is so socially aware. And I know we talk a lot about how negative the impact of social media is and how kids are on their phones all of the time. But there are some really great positive things that have come along with that. And that is awareness. So I know my teens go on TikTok and they're not just watching things like, you know, how to blow the perfect bubble or sitting and comparing and despairing. My kids are learning a lot about mental health, about differences in people, different abilities, disabilities, and to the point where they have awareness of some terms that I probably didn't even know about until maybe five plus years ago, and I have a degree in psychology. So I, like I said, think that this generation of kids is really going to be a turning point for us as a human race. Love them. And that diatribe is an introduction to today's topic, which is masking. This is a term that is now more commonly used, something that maybe people who had disabilities or people in the field of therapy or psychology or counseling maybe had known in the past. But now it's a lot more mainstream. So I'm going to be talking today about masking, basically what it is. And I'm going to share with you three signs your teenager is masking and how you can support them with it. So let's dig in. So basically masking is pretty much what it sounds like. It is pretending that all is okay on the surface when it's not equitable to how you're feeling on the inside. We all mask from time to time. Masking in and of itself is not a problem, but it can become a problem if it's used too much or if it just becomes a part of someone's personality. So the reason why masking is created is to help us fit in socially. So when you are somewhere in public and maybe you are feeling really sad about something on the inside, it can feel really socially unacceptable to just wear that sadness on the outside. People may ask you if you're okay. They may make assumptions about you. So you cover up how you're feeling so that you can fit in. And again, this isn't a problem, but if there's something deep going on inside and you never acknowledge it, or you're constantly pretending and covering up, that's when it's really a problem. So basically, it's just hiding negative emotions behind inauthentic, positive ones. So here is how it can show up in your teenager. 
they may look like they have it all together right on the outside you would never know that they're struggling deep down and that's why masking can be such a problem because if they're really good at it you really have no idea that they're having a hard time on the inside and there you you can't give them support because you just don't know some teenagers or just people in general mask so much that they actually disassociate from what's going on. And this is something that can come up like years down the road when you talk about something that happened and the person who had been masking is like, I have no recollection of that at all. And it's because they were so deeply masking that they were detached from the situation. So once they learn that that's something that they've started to do or that they have a tendency to do, they can start to address it, turn it around, get support for whatever it is that's going on inside so that they don't have that need to mask so much. So today I'm going to be sharing with you three signs that your teen baby may be masking. And I'm also going to dive into the many, many reasons why they may be masking. Sign number one is constant fatigue for seemingly no reason. And this could look like laziness or just disinterest in life or activities, but really constantly acting like things are fine is just exhausting. It takes a lot of energy to hide how you're really feeling and pretend like you're okay. So your teen may make it through the day and then need to rest the rest of the night because they've been holding it together for so long. And they may not have energy to do homework or even things they normally enjoy doing. And instead they'll sleep or play on their phone or zone out to the TV. And my recommendation is to always get curious about the fatigue. It could be a lack of sleep or just a busy schedule, but could also be due to poor nutrition. But when in doubt, look into it. So check in with your teen's doctor, but know that there may be something more emotional than physical going on. The second sign is unexplained physical pain. The mind and the body are connected. So if the mind is sick, the body is going to feel it. Stomach aches, headaches, or even body aches that are unexplainable, they can be a sign of emotional and mental distress. So think about when you're stressed or anxious, your heart will beat faster and your breathing will get shallow. Basically your body is preparing for battle. And then imagine this continuing over a long period of time where there's no immediate physical threat. It takes a toll on the body and the nervous system. And as that continues, this distress signal will increase, warning you that you need to get to safety. And these warnings will get louder and louder, making themselves known. And your teen will end up feeling pain, but have no logical explanation for it. And as always, just like with the fatigue, there could be multiple explanations for unexplained pain, but one of them may be, very likely could be, emotional distress. And then sign number three is perfectionism. And the drive to achieve perfection can really be a maladaptive distraction from uncomfortable feelings. Perfectionism and anxiety are just really BFFs. <laughs> they go hand in hand. The perfectionism comes from a desire to control. And people who have anxiety think that if they 
gain control and achieve perfection, then they'll feel less anxious. But eventually, the perfectionism magnifies the anxiety because it's impossible to achieve perfectionism. That's when the self-doubt will start to creep in and your teen thinks it's because it wasn't perfect and they're feeling anxious and then the cycle just continues. Perfectionists are also high achievers and they may be using their perfectionism as a mask for the, their anxiety. It's just covering up that deep internal belief that they're not good enough and that anxious feeling that they're not you know, measuring up to societal expe expectations. And they're thinking no one will know that they're struggling if they achieve these great things, right? It's a really great act that's being put on. And there really aren't a lot of clear signs that your teen is masking because masking in and of itself is done to hide the inner turmoil. But let me dig into why someone may be masking in the first place. So here are just a few reasons to gain social acceptance. I mentioned that before to be liked, right? Like nobody likes to be around somebody who's constantly sad or anxious or wearing their emotions on the outside. It's draining for other people. To hide excitement, to hide happiness, to hide vulnerability, to hide the truth, to hide fear, anger, sadness, depression, pain. The key words there are to hide. For whatever reason, they feel like they can't reveal how they're really feeling and they feel like they need to hide their truth. And not all masking looks the same. It can differ from person to person. So here are a few types of masks that people can take on. The first one is the anger mask. Anger can be used to keep people away rather than genuinely express how a person feels. So some people will just act as though they're angry knowing that others will avoid them because of the anger. And the anger feels more powerful than the hurt or the fear, the sadness that they're really feel, feeling on the inside. So the anger can really just be covering up those other painful feelings. Then there's the happy mask. Appearing happy is another way people protect themselves. And the truth is by being happy people, they are left alone. And people won't ask questions, which is exactly why people put on this mask. So someone would be joking and smiling and on the outside just appear as though everything is honky-dory. <laughs> I haven't used that term for a while. <laughs> that is a mask. The happy mask is one that I've worn many, many times in my life. It's just incongruent with how I was feeling on the inside. So check in with that one. The next mask is the people-pleasing mask. A lot of my clients use this one. So people will put on this mask by just doing whatever it takes to make other people around them happy. And they do this so that they are accepted and not attacked by others. And when someone is wearing a people-pleasing mask, they go all out for others. Not because they love doing it, but because they're trying to avoid negative feedback or being disliked or having harsh judgments on them. They're projecting or they're placing their um, attention on someone else so that they don't get the attention themselves. 
The next one is the humor mask. So being funny is a good way to divert attention. It's a lot like the happy mask, but by making jokes and just making other people laugh, it makes people believe that you are doing great and that you're happy. But in reality, you're trying to just hide whatever guilt, shame, or pain is going on on the inside. Think about the funny people you know. A lot of people are funny because they want to be accepted and that's been their coping mechanism. But the outside humor is maybe just covering up how they're really feeling on the inside. So what can be done? First, just by listening to this podcast, you're doing something. You're being aware that masking is a thing and that's a great first step. Next, just recognize the tendency to mask in yourself and look for it in others. So really that's the thing is once you become familiar with what masking is all about and you notice it on yourself, you'll really start to notice when other people mask. So finally, take action to help your teen. So if you suspect your teen is masking, I can help. I'll provide a safe space for them to unload their worries and their fears. I'll teach them how to manage their emotions and learn to ride the waves of emotions with grace so that they can be authentically who they are. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a free consultation to learn more about my one-on-one coaching program. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you next time. If you liked this episode, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at jennifer.delaquadri, where you'll find more tips, inspiration, and connection to help you navigate this unique and sometimes challenging season of parenthood. I'll see you there.